bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensa Otterville. And now, today's word. How does faith come to us? How does faith come to us? If the check is faith, how do we get it? Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So then faith comes by hearing. I want you to note, you see, the Bible was not just written to make up space. When God says something, that's what he said. That's his rule. He, it didn't say faith comes by praying and praying a lot. It's good to pray for things hopeful. But if you want to have faith back in your prayer, then faith comes not by more prayer. Faith does not even come by fasting. Faith does not come by squeezing your face when you pray. Faith does not come by getting up at dawn to pray. Faith does not come by going to church. Faith does not come by taking anointing oil. Faith does not come by loving your pastor. That's not what the Bible says. Faith has only one way by which it comes. It says faith comes by hearing the word of God. So if I want to have faith to give evidence to my prayer, I must hear the word. Without the word, there is no faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. When I receive God's word, I make a deposit of faith into my heart. So you have things you are hoping for. Faith gives you the substance and the evidence. The substance and the evidence of your faith comes from hearing the word of God. Faith is what gives the substance. And it's possible to pray very hard without faith. It's very possible. And this month, I don't want you to just pray. I want you to pray with faith. You are dealing with things you are hoping for, things you haven't seen. Now you must have evidence. So that when you leave your prayer chamber or a prayer meeting, you can leave just like Emmanuel left today, knowing that he has something he can catch tomorrow. So if Emmanuel goes, let's say that, he needs to pay a bill tomorrow. He can go to whoever he needs to pay and tell him, relax. Tomorrow, about this time, you will have it. Now, why does he say it? Is it because he's bold? No. Is it because he's a very confident person? No. It is because he has an evidence. That is his, his confidence is not in himself. It's not because he, he has all of a sudden developed some, some you know, bravery. His confidence is because he holds in his hand the evidence that the things he's hoping for are there. Are you following me? All right. Now, so how does he get that evidence? 
Faith comes by hearing. So when I leave the prayer place, my assurance is not that I prayed hard. My assurance is not that the service was great. Oh, the service was great. Oh, the service was sweet. Oh, the way the atmosphere was, I believe prayer has been answered. No, that's not your assurance. That's not your evidence. My evidence is what God said. If God said it and I don't feel it, it's still faith. If God said it and nobody thinks it's possible and I believe it, I still have faith. Because faith is not dependent on people's opinion. It's only dependent on what God said. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. All right, now let's push it a little bit more. So, let's see whether God can make your faith come true and how that happens. Ephesians chapter 1 Verse 3, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. And then later we'll read 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. I like this verse. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every, 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 every means every, nothing left out. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. I want you to take note of that. Then 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 2 to 4. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 2 to 4. It says grace and peace. Be multiplied to you in the knowledge of our Lord, of, our, of God, and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Verse 3. As his divine power has given to us all things. How many things? How many things? All things. Does it look like every blessing? Yes. All things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us by glory and virtue, by which we have been given to us, by which have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Let me break it down. Now, the first point I want to make is that your blessing is stored spiritually in heaven. That is what Ephesians tells us. Ephesians 1.3, God has blessed us. The word blessed means to benefit and to prosper us with all or every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Although that word blessed is in the past tense, in the Greek it occurs in a verb structure that means not only has he done it in the past, but he continues to do it. He has blessed us and continues to bless us with every spiritual blessing, 
every spiritual blessing. So the first thing you have to notice is that whatever God has for you, he has given it to you already, but it is in a spiritual state. It's in a spiritual state. And it is not on earth. It is in heaven. So if I want favor, God has blessed me with it. If I want prosperity, he's blessed me with it. If I want salvation, he's blessed me with it. If I want healing, he's blessed me with it. Whatever I need, he has blessed me with it. But it is the material of the blessing is spirit, is spiritual. And it is not on earth. It is in heavenly places. So if I need money, God has blessed me with it. Favor, God has blessed me with it. Increase, he has blessed me. Whatever I need, he has blessed me with it. But it is spiritual and it is in heavenly places. Are you following me? So the challenge is if God has blessed me with everything I need and that blessing is in spiritual spiritual and in heavenly places, then how do I get it on earth? How does that spiritual blessing become a physical reality? That's the challenge of faith. But the first thing is that God has blessed me and my blessing is stored spiritually in heaven. Secondly, is that God has made provision for everything I will ever need. 2 Peter 1, 3. As his divine power has given to us all things, all things that pertain to life and godliness. God has given to us everything. Everything I need, God has made provision for it. Everything that pertains to your life. So, so let's say, let's use the analogy we started with giving the check. Now, the cash that Brother Emmanuel will go to cash, he didn't put it there. I put it there. I stored it. It's not his money, it's my money. But he now has access to what I have because I have given him a promise from me, my check. So God blesses you, he stores it spiritual. You didn't bless yourself, he blessed you. Before you are born, he's made provision for it. Before you ask, he's answered. Before you need money, he's provided money. Before you need promotion, he's... whatever you need in life is in his bank. He has stored it. Whatever you need, whatever, think of it. If you need it, it's in God's bank. But it's spiritual. And so it's not in your hand. So how does God then release what he has in his bank to you? Now, if I want to release what is in my bank to Emmanuel, I give him a check. If God wants to release what is in his bank to you, what does he give you? There's a third point I want you to, to note. That God's provision is contained in exceedingly great and precious promises. So how do we access the blessing of God? Through his promises. Note how he puts it in 1 Peter 1, 4. By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers. So I want to partake of what God has. How do I do it? He's giving me promises. Emmanuel wants to partake of what I have stored. How does he do it? I give him a check. So when God gives me a promise, he has given me a check. Are you following me? So if God says, I am the Lord that healeth 
thee. I am the Lord that heals you. It is an exceedingly great and precious promise. So it's God's check to say, you need healing? This is my check. This is my guarantee. The healing is not here. The healing is in my storehouse. But if you will believe my promise, then you can take my promise to my storehouse and healing will be released to you. You say, Lord, I need promotion in my work. He says, you are the head and not the tail. That is the exceedingly great and precious promise. So I take that promise as his check. I go to his storehouse and he releases the head and not the tail to me. So whatever I need from God, I must have a promise that gives me access to that thing. So it's not just prayer. It's not just about, oh God, you know, you know how difficult it is. You know how hard it is. You know how hard Ghana is. Oh God, help me. If you don't help me, I'm, I'm dying. Yeah, it's great to press the panic button, but that is no faith. That is no faith. It is anxiety. It is worry. It is not faith. Oh God, you know, oh God, please. Oh God, please. It's not faith. Because faith is not your anxiety. Faith is the promise God gave you. So my prayer must be, God, you said. Lord, you said. You gave me the check. You gave me the exceedingly great and precious promise. So based on this, I receive that. Are you following me? So prayer that is not based on the promise of God is wish. Prayer that has foundation in the word of God is faith. Now, a lot of us wish, but the favorite saying is that if wishes were horses, beggars will ride. Prayer is not wish. God does not answer our prayer based on pity. So you can cry all you want. That is not faith. Faith does not come by crying and crying to God. That's not what the scripture said. So there are people, a lot of us Ghanaians are specialists in prayer. We pray, oh, that's not faith. It may sound nice, it may sound beautiful, but it is not the check. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing the word of God. God has given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Why? So that we can partake of the things he has provided for us. He has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. For prayer to be effective, you have to go to the exceedingly great and precious promises of God. And present his word. And heaven will release whatever you desire. I remember reading the story of a young man who had a vision and went to heaven. And I cannot guarantee that everything he said is right. But I'm just narrating what he said. He said he had a vision, went to heaven. And uh, one of the things that G he was working with Jesus in heaven... And Jesus took him to a warehouse. Now remember that vision is not, it's this, they are all symbols. But Jesus took him to a warehouse. And it's, he says it was a huge warehouse. 
And at the time he had this vision, he was a kid. Huge warehouse. And he says there were like files and cabinets and shelves and so many things in this warehouse. And he opened some of the, uh, the, the shelves and it contains eyes. And some contain nose, some contain ears, some contain heart, some contain kidneys. Some, I mean, all kinds of things. And some contains all kinds of things. And he said, Lord, what are these? And Jesus told him, this is, this is the provision I made for my children that they never claimed. Because no matter how much courageous you are, you cannot go to any bank and tell them, I need money. You people must give me money. You people must give me money. Oh, if you don't give me money, I'll cry out tomorrow. You won't still not have no money. Let the bank will look at you. You can also stand in front of the bank and kick the bank and say, I command you, I bind you, I release you, give me money, give me money. They'll not give you money. The only way they'll give you money is if there is a deposit there and you have a check. And you have a check, they will check whether it's valid and the validity is that it is matched with an available resource. And when you have it, you don't need to cry, you don't need to stump your feet, you don't need to go and kick anybody. You just present the check and the money is released to you. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebill, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebill. Email otebill at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.